How much time do you want for your progress? progress. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and V.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. Hello there, Dr. Hayes. Good morning. How are you? Fine. On this Friday, January 20th, 2023, can you believe that the first month of 2023 is over half gone? Time flies when you're having fun. It flies when you're having fun, and we have experienced all kinds of interesting weather concerns uh, atmospheric river i never heard of that but it certainly dumped tons of water on the state of california we had bomb cyclones that dumped tons of snow in various parts of the country so on one coast you had the atmospheric river on another coast you had the bomb cyclone in buffalo new york and then in the middle we had a combination of it all from from tornadoes, I heard that January 2023 was the second worst month for tornadoes hitting the South. Uh, and in the Midwest, we've been struck with um, uh, the combination of weathers as well. So I think it's indicative of the storms that are yet to be on the horizon. Buckle up. We're in for an interesting vortex of a season politically uh, in in. Less than a year, we'll be hearing those who are throwing in their hats to run for the highest office of the land who will be volleying for those positions. I don't even know if I'm ready for it because, you know, Dr. Hayes, I'm still kind of uh, in in an interesting space to know that whoever this person that got elected from New York, whatever his identity is, I don't know if it's George Santos or if it's uh, George Zambrowski or if it's Anthony Valander or what, however many names, you could you could just turn the spin, turn the wheel and, and let it We go. know what he looks like, even if we don't know his name. He looked a hot mess. We sure do know <laughs> what he looks like. My goodness gracious. And guess what? I think this is the 25th anniversary of uh, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. I used that in class, you know, as we were as we were so caught up in what was going on in the early 90s. The USS Cole was being uh, was being bombed by Osama bin Laden. Folks were concerned what was going on with Monica Lewinsky and and Bill Clinton, and we had the um, the embargo placed on Haiti the sanctions that were placed on their rice. Uh, Haiti has always been demonized. First slave, first nation to break from slavery. 
against the French, and it's been demonized ever since. We got all kinds of crazy stuff going on. We got Alec Baldwin being faced with manslaughter charges for shooting and a gun that was on set. Why was a gun on the set, Dr. Hayes? Then we got a little six-year-old's parents who were speaking out against their little Cedar Chucky taking a gun to school and shooting his teacher. I, I, you know, I, I'm going to leave a leave my opining alone for what I believe the ethnicity of that child is. Uh, anyway, come on, Dr. Hayes. Yes, let's not rescue be me. Rescue me. Rescue me. <laughs> no, no question. It's a lot going on, and a lot, uh, a lot of questions around uh, all those things that are going on, and it makes you wonder, you know, where people's head is. It's, uh, it's mind-boggling how how simple and how gullible. So many people are, and how people are of of that ilk are ready to follow these other crazy people wherever they go. So we've got ignorant people trying to run the country. It's a sad thing, but it's a sign of the times, if you ask me. Uh, the Lord said a time would come when you would heap to yourselves leaders who care nothing about you and uh, who really are not fit to lead. So what do we do? We continue to keep our faith in God and remember that God promised to bring justice upon the earth. And so we have to be on the side of God and be those who represent the cause of justice wherever we are, whether we're in small groups or whether we're uh, leaders of nations. We ought to keep before us the principles that have been handed on to us to treat others as you would have others treat you. Well, sometimes people like to be because of maladaptations, maybe get excited about being treated horribly because that's all that they know. And so this whole idea of doing unto others or treating people the way you want to be treated, if all you've known is degradation or abuse or, or systemic oppression, my dad always says when we take on the ways of the oppressor, that becomes kind of problematic. Once we have experienced perhaps liberation, and then we go around and subject others to the same thing that we were subjected to, and then pretend that it's okay, um, it's it's uh, it's an interesting space, Doctor Hayes. I, I don't know. Um, well, we we learn what we live, and so sometimes uh, the things that we learn are the way to what we think is survival, and uh, and that if the if those who are abusing us have progressed using these tactics and we feel like well maybe that's the way to go uh in order to progress uh in this world so it's sad it's sad but i think people always appreciate kindness whether they're accustomed to being treated kindly or not i think they know and recognize when they're being treated uh with respect so I think we should do it. 
Yeah, and you know, I um, one of the things that, so this was the beginning of the semester for one of the colleges that I worked for uh, and the second week of uh, college for another institution. Uh, and the, the and and of course is the week that we we commemorate Dr. King's life and legacy, and one of the things that and I'm saying and this is a, um, a certainly a bird walk, but when you think about the bookends that happened, and I call it the bookends in the decade of 1960, you have the assassination of a president. You have the assassination of his brother, the attorney general, at the end of the 60s. Then you have sandwiched in between the assassination of uh, Megar Evers, Malcolm X, Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, Huey Newton, and and others that we have unnamed. We have even before that the lynching of an Emmett Till. Um, And it becomes kind of interesting because the conspiracy question that always comes up was did 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 um j edgar hoover do some things as the representative of the fbi to land blast this uh a charismatic leader and if that's the case is doing unto others as you would have them do unto you is that um appropriate when it comes to governmental structures so do we do we give a pass to agencies that seem to not uphold the golden rule? How would you why would you treat a citizen of a nation in such a such a way? And then as I'm saying this, I'm thinking, well, you know what? Same thing happened to the historical Jesus. <laughs> he stood up against the Roman Empire and look what happened to him. Um, in terms of being executed by the state. And so history has a way of repeating itself. But what? But that empire fell. You can't keep treating people any old kind of way and thinking that you're going to keep going and growing and, and being all right. So it starts at home. Well, these 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 leaders will come to... Uh, a horrible end but the fact of the matter is there are many of these kinds of leaders in whatever agency department or government head that have become drunk with power and they feel like the way to maintain their power is to keep their foot on the neck of of people who are just trying to make it in life Um, and to and to amass for themselves uh the wealth and riches of the land as long as they can. It's, you know, it's, it's uh, a mystery to me that they don't realize that one day they will die too, just like everybody else. And what is your legacy and what do you leave behind? Uh, A trail of bad reports and ugly deeds. Um, And perhaps they don't care. You know, some people live for today. And uh, they don't care about tomorrow, and they don't care about the future, and they don't care about their children. They only care about themselves. And what can you do about people like that except to understand and accept the fact that they do exist? So I, I, I have some questions because, you know, you brought up this word power. And I don't know if you remember, but when we were in 
South Africa in 2006 for Advent in Lesotho. There was, um, we had brought in our, there were 83 of us on this faith formation and mission work to test for uh, HIV AIDS. There was a group of women over there and mostly clergy, but there were some physicians and psychologists, et cetera. And uh, I remember I had this old laptop, Dell computer, actually, and it had um, a two-prong adapter. And when I stuck it into the hotel outlet, it it popped. And there was this uh, staff of this hotel. His name was Laponte. He came, and he, with no tools other than his mouth and his hands, he didn't have a nail or a screwdriver or wire pliers, and he had his teeth and his hands. And he single-handedly, literally, fixed my computer to where it would work in that outlet. I think it was maybe a 220, and I had a 110, and he single-handedly manipulated some stuff so that it would work. And I was amazed, and I asked him, I said, well, what is it that you want to do? And he says, I want to work with power. And I'll never forget that because I, I, that struck me. You want to work with power, and you, you are all powerful. What do you mean? Your hands are, are power, and you have done more than what people with an engineering background or access, in my mind, you did this with your teeth and your hands, and you rewired a whole space so my Western context could fit into an Eastern or an African context. And so you brought up this whole idea of power. Power, and I know he was talking about electrical power, but I took it to a whole theological space, right? I took it to a place of supernatural ability. I took it to this whole idea. But one of the things that I do know is you can't touch power. You can't see power. People think they can taste it. You you can't even harness it up. But yet people want to maintain that power. That, that ability to maybe influence or um, persuade, I guess, I don't know. It is so intangible. But yet, as humans, for some reason, we think we can lord it over somebody. We manipulate it. We, we, we want to hold on to something. And it's fleet. What is power? And it's what you just said. It's the ability to influence others to the degree that they will do whatever you tell them to do. Uh, and so it depends on the individual how they use that power to influence. And many, many people use the power of influence for evil. And many use it for good. And so... We always say that if you enter politics, you got to have some some degree of of corruptibility, um, because it's all about the quid pro quo. We say, or what's in it for me? I can't do something for you unless you agree to do something for me. And and through the course of these transactions, people willed their power of influence 
because they hold certain things over other people's heads. And so that's the corruptible nature of power. On the other side, you don't see much power used for good. I think sometimes we start out that way, but it always ends up because we are of corruptible nature. Our nature is to be corrupt. So it's not hard to be corrupted when our leanings are to act in a deceptive kind of way. Uh, the book of Genesis talks about sin being at your door, and that's what it means. There, the potential for you to commit an error is always present, always with you. And so it's, the struggle is to make the right choice, to do the right thing, and to treat other people right. So that, that becomes an ongoing challenge for humanity. And uh, it's not unusual to see that see individuals give in to their base nature, and their base nature is corruptible. And I think it's important for us, those of us who are faith people, people who are religious, to understand what you are dealing with. You are dealing with a basic nature. And uh, if you're going to be transformed, then it happens through practice. You have to practice choosing right over wrong. And how many people want to put up the good fight? It's not many of us. It's not many of us. And so uh, God has a way of taking a, a small group of folk. Jesus demonstrates it with 12. And so, the, and so if you understand the principle of, uh, of the propagation of righteous living, you know it's, it begins small, like the mustard seed, and it grows by influence. And that's the same tool that, that the evil people use to influence. If I can influence you for good, if I can get you to understand the value of being right, then I have done, then I have exercised the power that God gives me. I I get it. And, you know, my mind goes back to this whole, I think it's in the book of Ephesians, that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the uh, world forces of this age of, of darkness, spiritual host of wickedness, in heavenly places, this has been a lifetime battle, and that's who appeal to 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 your evil side. The forces of evil will always appeal to your base nature, and that's what God was trying to help us understand that that nature, the influence, and the whole story of the garden where the serpent comes and influences uh, Adam and Eve to go against. What God said was right and good, and so we we have to suffer with that same uh, nature, the the uh, ability to do good or evil. And so we have the forces who will appeal to that uh, base nature that wants to do evil, that is corruptible, 
and those who, and we have to be those who are among that small group, but powerful group who can influence others for good. So to that end, let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season, we will reap if we just don't give up. Dr. Hayes. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. And until we meet again. Until we meet again. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to have you join in with us today. Remember that everything will be all right until we meet again. Stay safe and well.